Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Your Valentine's Day shouldn't start with a Hail Mary. Don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last-minute gifts on February 14th. Be the MVP this Valentine's Day and go to proflowers.com to save 15% until February 14th with code CRUSH15 at checkout. See website for more details. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need! We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Super Bowl 55 is set. Welcome in. It is another edition of the I Want Your Flex podcast. You just heard it. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox, and you can find us at I Want Your Flex as well. The championship games on Sunday, Mike, were a great watch. I thought game one was better than game two, and I think that if you didn't have a dog in the fight, you probably felt that way. But we are finally down to the point where Super Bowl 55 will have the Chiefs and Buccaneers playing in Tampa. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is both games funnel back into one question. Why are you kicking field goals? Okay, if you're the Green Bay Packers, look, you got bad play call, and Rodgers has got to wear some of that, run the ball, or you're you're the quarterback. Tell Maddie to beat it, right? If you haven't earned that by now, <laughs> that you well, have two plays left, whatever he's thinking about. I mean, and, and if that's the only call, it's it's stupid. But then also, when you're looking at the Bills, the idea that you're settling for field goals, 
You're not winning that game with field goals. Yeah. That no, was pretty not. well and easily determined. So once you get inside the red zone, at no point is the field goal really on the table anymore. I mean, you're kicking, hey, we're down to the eight-yard line. And then you kick a field goal? It's it's just not going to work. You're st- even after the field goal make, you're still two scores down. Like It's just infuriating to watch. A- at some point, there's going to be some guy with an abacus and like four computers saying, you know what, statistically, coach, this is stupid, <laughs> okay? And let me tell you why. Just because it's always been done that way doesn't make it right. But two thrillers, two entertaining games, and like we got four of the best quarterbacks in the game getting after it. You can't yeah. ask for much more than that. Yeah, you know, the Rodgers situation is this. I think that, to his point, I actually believe him when he says, I saw five linemen start running out of the field. And in that scenario – you can't afford to call a timeout because that's the whole reason that you're kicking the field goal anyway. Uh, maybe that would have been the option then to just be like, no, we're going to go for it. Then you call the timeout and then you have to go for it anyway because you have just wasted a timeout to, to end up doing it, uh, to end up going for it. The The whole scenario just as it played out has been the talk the last 24 hours. But as we look at it, from a, a, a bit of a fantasy perspective. And I do want to bring Bill's Chiefs into this as well, just because of what we didn't see. I thought of the four teams, Mike, that Green Bay was the team that hangs their hat mostly on the running game. And when you go up against the league's best run defense against Tampa, I almost kind of think you had to be like something's got to give. And – I, I, I just I thought that from what we've seen, and as you said, you can't sell for field goals. You just have teams that wanted to put up points, and anything that you could do uh, for running the football I think was an added bonus. And in this case, the Buccaneers ended up running the football better than Green Bay uh, with Leonard Fournette getting 55 yards. I mean, Aaron Jones was, was kept in in check. However, uh, when he before he was knocked out of the game, it wasn't like Green Bay really attempted mm-hmm. to establish the run at any point anyway. No, and obviously, you know, it, a lot of it comes back to your offensive line and some of the issues they're having, right? No Bakhtiari, uh, triple underscore. We talked about it coming into the game, how huge that would be going up against this run D. But at no point can you abandon it, right? If nothing else, you've got to be able to sell. Maybe there's an extra play action in there. Maybe, I don't know, an end around like everybody else runs. You didn't have any of those. You didn't check the box with the jet sweep with anybody. Uh, And obviously, yeah, Adams dropped a a would-be touchdown pass. You had uh, some issues and and some anger and St. Brown with the two-point drop. But to your point, 4.2 a carry, right? But you only rushed it 16 times. You just can't abandon it altogether. I mean, the fact that Buffalo won a week ago without carrying the ball at all. It was the Josh Allen show, which is really what it became again against the the Kansas City Chiefs. With no Zach Moss, they went away from it altogether. Here, Aaron Jones, 6 for 27, the big fumble. So he's not probably on the list of guys that aren't getting Christmas cards from Aaron Rodgers anymore. Because remember, it's never Rodgers' yeah. fault, Dan. It's never his well, fault. You know, it's a, it's a perfect opportunity to say this, and it's specifically about this podcast. Mike does his show weeknights. Him and Jason Smith have their show on Fox Sports Radio. I anchor with Doug Gottlieb during uh, the week on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. We each have our shows on Sunday during the NFL season. And all of those opportunities, Mike, and I know that your show was, was on prior to the games, but all of the opportunities are to 
again, second guess Matt LaFleur, talk about Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, talk about Tom Brady. But as a fantasy podcast, as we are, we try to veer from it just a little bit to talk about maybe how you ended up faring on your daily fantasy uh, scenarios. And, and there are a lot of different scenarios that you could have played daily fantasy. So I don't want yeah. people to think that we're ignoring the obvious headlines. Fact of the matter is, you could probably get that stuff anywhere you turn. <laughs> and I know that it's going to be a topic not only only you know for these couple of days after but into the off season as well so we just try to take these opportunities to look at different things now with that all being said green bay was down 28 to 10 you know and, and early in the early in the second half after the aaron jones fumble and there's just in looking at how things played out fantasy wise you always try to find that diamond in the rough and I'm not sure on how many diamonds in the rough outside of, uh, you know, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, who ends up having the big play. But Adams got in the t- uh, end zone. Tanyan got into the end zone. Mike Evans got into the end zone. Leonard Fournette got into the end zone. You saw what the Chiefs did. There was just a lot of usual suspects that we had in championship weekend when it comes to, to fantasy football. Yeah, specific to this game. I mean, both Brady and, and Rodgers put up solid point totals, yeah. even with the turnovers from Brady, so you check the box and move on. Fournette wasn't spectacular, but that touchdown run sure as hell was. So that got you your money. Unfortunately for Ronald Jones, wasn't a factor in the passing game and averaged a miserable 1.6 with his 10 carries, but staying true to the run. You at least had opportunities, right? And that's the only thing when you and I, uh, for the entire season, you know, this is episode 36, go back through the 35. The only thing we can talk about is game setup and opportunities. And if a guy gets double-digit carries, I got to think he does something with them. I mean, because sure. that's not even as tall as he is when you get down to it, right? Uh, you're not even getting the six feet falling forward per carry. The run game for Green Bay, disappointing, but strength uh, on strength, yeah. as it were. Uh, and then, you know, I liked Cameron Brait. He found the end zone, but three for 19, not exactly beating it no. any, anybody on that. Tyler Johnson had a big opportunity early to make a play, didn't. Had one catch, and then Gronkowski had his one yeah. slip screen, and so that was all fine and good. So not overwhelming for any of those stat lines. So I guess you take the touchdowns and, and clasp your hands and say thank you for that. Yeah, there's you know, and, and you mentioned Tyler Johnson. His biggest play came by him not catching a pass. Yeah, on the pass interference. I just I look at when you're trying to formulate these lineups in uh, the playoff time, and whether you're playing just one game matchups, you're playing uh, both of the games. When you are trying to decipher on who to pick, you are looking for that unicorn. And when you're trying to figure out a way, okay, I'm going to have Travis Kelsey on my team. Can I afford to also have Tyree Kill or do I need to go somewhere else? If I'm going to have both of those guys, where am I taking my hits? It was a bit of a tough find if if you didn't take MVS. And and he would have been a guy that probably would have – probably got you in the money in a lot of daily leagues if you ended up playing him along with the likes of Josh Allen of Tyreek Hill of Travis Kelsey and if you if you didn't have Stefan Diggs and you put MVS in your lineup you're probably uh, all the better for it because he was maybe the one big name that took a hit but there just there weren't a lot of standouts you know Daryl Williams had a nice little game but it wasn't anything to set the world on fire so just an interesting week where I felt like the big names showed up on championship week when it came to fantasy football found the end zone right we 
diamonds in the rough, a guy like Mikael Hardman makes up for his bad decision early, right? The 50-yard yep. run, and then he gets in, into the end zone. Uh, again, not world-beating, but it gets you your double-digit yeah. points, and you move forward. Josh Allen saved by the fact that he crushed that over that over under on his rushing line was only thirty-four and a half yards. Dan, oh jeez, I really Stealing wish I'd money. driven to Vegas because uh, that <laughs> one seemed easy. You got Cole Beasley with seven for eighty-eight on a broken leg for crying out loud. <laughs> I joked about it before the show, doing my my bit with uh, Lavar Arrington. I'm like, I think he's really hurt worse than we let on. I would have never said, "Hey, by the way, it's a broken leg." Yeah, right. Bruise, you know, contusions, the word that we use. But I don't know. And, and Patrick Mahomes is just a wizard. Like it's almost not fair anymore. But to your point, he, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill take up so much of your salary cap space. You're not getting two of them. <laughs> together yeah i mean really not it's 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 difficult and you kind of have to have to pick your poison and and uh and, and end up dealing with it travis kelsey was the was the big play over the weekend obviously with with his uh 100 yard plus game and the two touchdowns and 13 catches will help you along the way uh, for sure the chiefs backfield as we kind of transition from these championship games into what we could see and we'll do more super bowl talk in our episode next week but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire finally does return for Kansas City. Six carries, seven yards. Did have the touchdown. Did have a couple of targets, and his one reception didn't go anywhere. But the Daryl Williams factor is one for Kansas City. And it's funny because, honestly, leaning into the season, you knew how high I was about CEH. It was so high that I also found out and realized that it was Daryl Williams who kind of made the push at the end of the season to be the guy to end up being the backup sure. once Damian Williams you know, had opted out earlier. But it, Williams didn't grab that backup job until later. And then you see the, the transition with Le'Veon Bell coming in, and now you're trying to work Bell and CEH. And now here we are entering Super Bowl 55. Daryl Williams is the Kansas City Chiefs' best option right now coming out of the backfield. That's Crazy. it, right? 14 touches in this game against Buffalo. We have no idea what Le'Veon Bell will be. I don't think it'll be anything. CEH being available, I, I'd run him out of the slot. Just We're running six wide. <laughs> Just change up the whole rules of the game. Uh, but it's the the idea that you're going to find – I mean, Daryl Williams will be low-ranked, low I would guess, in terms of your the dollars spent. He's, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would rather have him in this game – well, let me take that back. I was just about to say I was I was about to say that I'd rather have him rather than Leonard Fournette, but it is going up against that Buccaneers defense. So I may I may pump the brakes on that a little, but I'm not as shy about taking Daryl Williams instead of Leonard Fournette as I would have been maybe um, you know, two weeks ago or, or sure. you know, or something like that. Like I, I actually think that Daryl Williams is now a piece of what Kansas City does, mainly in part because you can also keep him on the field. Uh, he used to be just a third down back. Now you can use him in a variety of places. So his value to me has gone up for Kansas City. We saw the type of Super Bowl Damian Williams had last year for KC. Now maybe it's Daryl Williams' opportunity to, to, to get some of that shine. Did I tell you I uh, paid $16 for Damian Williams in an auction draft the day before he opted out? No. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Because oh. we did it early, right? All the magazines, yeah. all that. And like, ah, I got Damian Williams. By the way, Mike, uh, 16 of your fictional dollars are now dead because he opted <laughs> out. Great. Thank you. 
Uh, so that worked out really well for me. Uh, but yeah, when you look at Daryl Williams, again, if we're going to look at just double digit opportunities, tough matchup, which will depress the algorithm that determines his salary for fantasy purposes, Mm -hmm. right? On the other side, not that Kansas city is any slouch, but the Fournette likelihood, I think as you go through uh, of goal line touches, maybe muted a little bit by the fact that Brady will take it himself. So maybe yeah. it gets them a little more even, uh, but I would suspect that we we we're looking at more of those tertiary receiver options. If you're going to go pick someone out of the Tampa Bay, our guy Scotty Miller. Sure. How happy were you when he scored that touchdown? <laughs> I, was, I I I was so I you know I've been on the Scotty Miller train for a while, and uh, then with the big catch, of course I didn't play him in any day that you fantasy no, leagues. Of course, not. I did last week. I did last week. I should have known better with Antonio Brown being out, but uh, well, as but Richard end, Mark though, said, should have known better. But in the end, it's two catches, thirty nine, yeah, or thirty six total. He gets the score. That that was one of the stranger sequences if you're going to do just game breakdown. Yeah. But, yeah, from the running back position, he got two weeks. You know, is that enough for CEH? Maybe they feel better about his health, right? Does he get that explosiveness back to some degree that set the fantasy world on fire to start the season as everybody lamented mm-hmm. not taking a shot on him, uh, wondering how Andy Reid would, would dispatch uh, with carries. Uh, the the one thing also I think with Daryl Williams he only had one target against the Bills. That's another thing you'll probably see more leaking out into the flat, trying to back that rush off, sure. right? Because with multiple offensive linemen gone, right? With Fisher now down with the Achilles, they're, they're, that's a tough time uh, against that Tampa Bay front. So trying to get the ball out fast and back them off a bit so that Patrick Mahomes has a little more time. He'll get the two weeks to help heal his foot and all, so that not, not that it seemed to bother him terribly uh, in this one. But, yeah, the Daryl Williams, your, your would-be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Star. It's it's absurd. I mean, it's absurd. That's where your, we're at. Your Damian Williams uh, purchase now makes me feel a little bit better for how high I was <laughs> on CEH this, this past season. And now to see where it is. Your Valentine's Day shouldn't start with a Hail Mary. Don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last-minute gifts on February 14th. Be the MVP this Valentine's Day and go to proflowers.com to save 15% until February 14th with code CRUSH15 at checkout. See website for more details. I, I know, and, and, and maybe it's the perfect opportunity for us to do this because over this, uh, the, for the remainder of this episode, plus the next couple as well, we're going to be looking ahead to 2021, which to me is actually always fun because – fantasy in your in your league with your buddies or anything that you did online is is a thing of the past but you're still in football mode you're still in fantasy mode so why not take the opportunity to look ahead to what could be next year and what we can do over the next couple of weeks is just to end up breaking down how we think things are going to uh, at least play out and the good thing for us mike the nfl regular season's been over for about three weeks but there there are still a lot of questions to to be answered but there are also a lot of things that are changing in the nfl that gives us uh, maybe uh, the option to say this may not be what it was in 2021 as what it was in 2020. And so what I want to do here is if we were to have a draft right now, I just want to know for the 2021 season, the number one overall pick, is it a no-brainer? And who would be your first overall pick if you had to draft right now for next season in the NFL. Do I have the guts to go back to the well with Christian McCaffrey, assuming that somebody that one, he's going to stay healthy. Uh, but two, look, I like Teddy Bridgewater. There's a lot of quarterbacks on the open market. Yeah. Right. And we talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit, his post game comments. Is he going to try to force his way out? I tell him to beat it. And I do dollar cost averaging. Cause I'm not paying Jordan love anything. <laughs> and I say, you're stuck. Go hang out with Pat McAfee for the season. You're not quarterbacking somewhere else. Uh, but, you know, McCaffrey's the one that I, I kind of lean on, right? He, he didn't. We didn't see much of him, but he averaged 30 points a game. And the PPR yeah. option becoming the norm, it, he, he's got to be in consideration. I, I absolutely agree with you. And this is, this, is, this is staggering. I ran some numbers. And me running numbers is looking up stats. I didn't type in anything. No, that's run running any. numbers. Yeah, no, I on. looked it up, and it was very easy because these were the people who had six touchdowns this year. Like Christian McCaffrey had, played in three games, had six touchdowns this season. 
Christian McCaffrey tied DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, who we see continuing to play, and Miles Sanders for touchdowns this season. Now, James Conner was dinged up. Miles Sanders was dinged up. But they didn't miss 13 games, Mike, like Christian McCaffrey (laughs) did. DeAndre Hopkins played in all of his games. One of those touchdowns was a Hail Mary. So you have got – I mean, when you look at how impressive that little bit of action that Christian McCaffrey had – I agree with you wholeheartedly. He has to be the first overall pick in the 2021 draft if we were to draft today. It's funny because then then when you get to number two, I'm sitting there going, am I crazy to think I take Travis Kelsey? No. In leagues where you still play uh, a decided tight end? No, because I thought to myself, am I crazy wanting to take Tyreek Hill? Okay. Like, yeah. So, like, like it's it's not, and I understand, that especially at the tight end position with what you have around, you can maybe also get, you know, more similar to what Tyreek Hill, but I was looking at Tyreek Hill, and honestly, I was looking at Devontae Adams. Who knows what, you know, with the Aaron Rodgers comments, sure. but in, in looking at it, and, and, and the reason why I don't think you're crazy about Travis Kelsey, and the reason why I don't think I'm crazy with Tyreek Hill or, or Devontae Adams is because the three guys – that I would consider outside of CMC at the number one overall position would be Dalvin Cook, and you just had Gary Kubiak retire, so he's not your offensive coordinator anymore. And listen, Dalvin Cook gets injured. You know, he actually was dinged up at times this year and played through those injuries, but that's still there. Derrick Henry's coming off of a 379 carry season. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, where back to back years where he basically yes. had a piano on his back. And then finally, the other guy that I think that we would consider is Alvin Kamara. But how good did Alvin Kamara do when Drew Brees wasn't the quarterback? And Drew Brees isn't going to be the quarterback. So you throw all of those things together, Mike. And I think you're looking outside of CMC, maybe being the, the top guy. You are taking a shot at Travis. I actually, I thought of Tyree Kill, but the, the, when you said Travis Kelsey, the more I think about it, yeah, I, I, I don't think that that's an awful idea, especially, you know, obviously in a PPR league as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at it from a, all right, position scarcity. There are three guys that you look at at the tight end position far and away from anybody else. And that's assuming George Kittle comes back healthy. Yeah. Yep. And ready to go. And, and if you're willing to put those chips in. By the way, that auction team, since we're doing this, 16 bucks on Williams, like 39 on McCaffrey, and like another 30 on Kittle. Boom! There's my squad to start right oh there, Oh, my baby. goodness. 20 roster spots, $200. Those three guys. <laughs> so, but, oh. but looking at just the scarcity, right? And Darren Waller was fantastic. We talked about him a bunch for his Week 13 exploits against the Jets in what was just a ridiculous game. But overall, number one receiver uh, in terms of receptions, number two in yards, number three in touchdowns, number two in fantasy points per game for tight end, right? It's him, whatever you think of Kittle and Kelsey, and then it's a whole lot of touchdown-dependent, what's-the-role-going-forward kind of guys. Like, Tunyon was a great waiver-wire pickup. And he had some big games. But did you trust him every week? Unless you were a lead to lap, our executive producer and Packer fan? No, you didn't. Uh, and just go on down the line. So many guys who, you know, had those two or three game streaks and then got hurt. 
right? The annual, hey, Hunter Henry's going to break now. So it's it's that kind of process that takes me to Kelsey going, I if I'm writing a, a column right now, I'll make the argument for him all the way up at number two. Yeah, I, I think the other guys, there are other names. There are, there are other names that are going to be first-round picks, but I don't think that, like, there's no way you could make an argument to put Saquon Barkley. Not not after coming off of his injury. No. There's, there's there's no way that you're going to well, do that. Well, and who's quarterbacking? Yeah, and and, <laughs> and, and, and and I would also then move to, to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is awesome. But he's just not going to go number one. He's he's not going to. Mm-hmm. There, there's he's going to be a first round pick very likely. You'll be happy with Nick Chubb on your team, similar to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think that Jonathan Taylor and and what they have in Indianapolis is, you know, Naheem Hines. We know what what he can do out of the backfield. But with Taylor's situation, we did see a little bit more of the receiving aspect. But you're still not going to take him number one. There are four running backs that I think that you consider going at number one and three of them have big question marks so if you're not willing to do that you look at the wide receivers you look at the tight end position and yeah i i would i would put i would put cmc above them uh, you know i i think that's actually obvious but he still has the injury stuff but i'd put uh kelsey there i'll even give you that nod and then i'd put uh tyreek and Devonte adams I'm with a spot you. lower yeah. yeah and with Devonte, it's you know and, and you know when you're looking at a first round overall he and Aaron Jones are so dependent on what happens at the QB. Sure. Right? Because as good as Devontae is, is Jordan Love going to be able to put the ball where Rodgers has been able to for yeah. Adams to if, make plays? By the way, yeah. Right? If, if Rodgers isn't there, Adams is Just not in – blow it all up. Yeah, not in consideration. By the way, Aaron Jones is probably not going to be in Green Bay next year. That's true. If Aaron Rodgers is there, then maybe that allows some opportunity. Who knows how A.J. Dillon – you know, would take to the role. He seems to be more of a one-faceted back as opposed to the multifaceted that that Jones is, but that could be more opportunities. And we'll also have to see what Green Bay can do, if anything, to try to add another weapon because that was one of my issues with Sunday was that Aaron Rodgers just looked for Devontae Adams way too much in the red zone, and I think it's why he didn't run it on third and goal. They settled for a field goal in the first half. There were three incompletions to Devontae Adams. One went off his hands, true. Mm-hmm. But uh, there there seems to be, for as great as the Lazard plays that you saw throughout the season and the MVS play yesterday, when it came down to really trusting someone, Aaron Rodgers trusts Devontae Adams. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So if those two are back next year, you could put him maybe in the consideration. Um, if 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 Rogers isn't, yeah, you're pulling away from that. And if not, then Rogers has to go and talk to somebody. Because sure. both of those guys, while they may not be true number twos, they've got a lot going for them, both Lazard and MVS. And most teams across this National Football League would kill to have either of them sure. over whoever their number two was. So that's an Aaron Rodgers issue as well. <laughs> Let's dive in to what we've done over the last couple of weeks. We're running down our top ten favorite stat lines of the fantasy season. We've had, you know, Mike mentioned the the Darren Waller 200-yard game that he had. I had the Tyree Kill mentioned his effort against Tampa and what he did with the 13 reception, 269-yard, three-touchdown effort in Week 12. Uh, that was last week. We've had a bunch of good ones. Mike, you've got two, uh, four and three. These aren't rankings. We're not ranking them four. We're not ranking them three. We're just counting it down of our ten favorite. What have you got for your favorite stat lines for the 2020 fantasy season? Go all the way back to Week 1 when hope started to become a dangerous word and an exciting time in Las Vegas as Josh Jacobs ran for 93 yards on 25 carries workhorse but he also had three touchdowns and he started banging the drum going oh I got value I got value he also had four catches 46 yards just a massive week Uh, and then you think about it on the whole that was nine percent of his rushing yards (laughs) he only went over 90 rushing yards twice the rest of the season and that was one quarter of his touchdowns not that you're expecting anybody to run for you know 25 touchdowns but you got three that opening week and you started wringing your hands going oh it's gonna be so so glorious and he had a great he had a great year no question got over a thousand yards 12 touchdowns but that week one sent everybody excited and people in vegas were planning for super bowl uh, trips to to the pirate ship so it would have been pirate on pirate i remember that because it was raiders panthers and even though they play every four years 
I just do not have any recollection of the Raiders and Panthers ever playing and something happening. But for some reason, that stuck out. It was week one. Raiders got the win. Jacobs had the great day. Uh, And unfortunately for their owners, that was the high point of the 2020 season. All right. What what else he got is our number three favorite stat. Now, you had a statistical anomaly of all anomalies last week that you included on the list. Yeah. Yes, Jeff Jeff Smith of the Jets was targeted 11 times, only caught three passes, and was also sacked, which I just loved. I don't know why. The it was, sack is it, great. It was so much better than, like, throwing an incompletion on an end around. It was just that he was he was actually sacked in the game, which made which is why I used it, because not only did you not catch eight of your 11 targets or complete eight of your 11 targets, you ended up being sacked as well so well you have to want to give him a hug though because most guys just throw it up for grabs sure yeah i'd almost rather have the sack than, than what's he do he threw a duck down the field here's the thing is I, I you know i really have to look at it and i gotta find out what play it was I'll, I'll admit i did not look up and find out what the exact play was but when i was looking at stats and just going through numbers i'm like man that's a lot of targets and not a lot of catches and then i'm like wait he got sacked <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll find the play. We'll do it for next week's pod. We'll, but, we'll grab it on the game pass. Yeah. I'll screenshot it. Okay, we'll, all right. We'll put it up. Uh, the other line that I pulled for this week goes to Dak Prescott. All the way back in week two against the Atlanta Falcons. Remember when the Falcons were oh. just everybody piling up points in the second half of games, and certainly for Dallas, right? That was, yeah. that was the, the key. But the stat line for Dak Prescott was huge, as you would expect, but – Well, not quite in the same way. 450 yards through the air and a touchdown. But he also had three rushing touchdowns. (laughs) Five carries, 18 yards, three scores. Uh, We were just talking about first round and and top picks. I still see a lot of folks in mocks, right, the way too early mocks. Hey, Ezekiel Elliott, like Tony Pollard was a better back. Yeah. And right there in week two, Dak Prescott running for touchdowns. That told you what kind of year it was going to be. Better back. That game also, Mike, seems like it was four years ago. Yes, it does. Like, it <laughs> yes, seems it does. so long ago. I, I just uh, you think about the the onside kick and Hayden Hurst standing around it uh, when Dak was healthy. I, I, right. mean, I mean, Dak hasn't played in seemingly four years. Oh man, we've talked about quarterbacks and any guy that's ever lived in Dallas, passed through ta- Dallas. Hey, Matt Stafford wants out. Send him to Dallas. It's been so long. <laughs> Dak actually did a sleep number commercial about recovering from his injury. That's yes. how long. Like he was able to already film a commercial as he tries to come back from his uh, leg that was pointing at eleven o'clock. When uh, when he when he broke his leg, yeah, that was that, that was produced in Texas. No state tax on whatever he got paid to do the ad. <laughs> Think about that. That's a brilliant. Oh man, man, that was. I, <laughs> and I, I I don't know if it was sleep number. I apologize to the mattress company if I got it wrong. But for let's just say a mattress ad. That's right. But that that's how long ago that uh, that has been. <laughs> All right, so we kind of put a bow on the conference championship games again. Listen to Mike and Jason and the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Hear their thoughts on it. You can always podcast it. If you want to get the hot takes, we just kind of look at the numbers and how things play out and how they could do it fantasy-wise and and also uh, just 
based on what actually is going to happen on the field. We'll have some fun with some prop bets next week yeah, for the buddy. Super Bowl. We'll have some you know, coming out at that point, and we'll also dive more into how the 2021 draft is going to play out. You know our thoughts on number one, and now you kind of know some of our thoughts on two, three, four, and five. We'll end up uh, elaborating on that and have some guys that you need to mark uh, right now so you don't forget about them in July, August, and early September. All right, Mike, uh, now we can take a breather a week without football, which will be weird, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to miss it when it's gone, but we'll try to take advantage of it as much as we can this week. We're down to one game, Dan. Hmm, I know. 268 of them are in the books. The, the good news is, the good news is, is while the offseason this year won't be as long, especially as last year's offseason because of COVID, but it'll be like our last long offseason. Well, uh, depending on what the NFL does, because if they go to 17 games, uh, you know, yeah. for next season, then the Super Bowl will be pushed back a week. And while the preseason is likely to be shortened, maybe it'll be somewhat a similar window, but we'll be a little bit deeper in February uh, for a for a Super Bowl than than we normally would. And we'll have more fantasy games to talk about. So that'll be a plus. Well, and you and I will both figure out how to be in the city of the Super Bowl men on the street harassing sure. fans and players alike it's because we live in the city where the super bowl is going to be next year there's no excuses that, now for us see now so. i'm conf conflating it with wrestlemania which <laughs> yes. got moved because yes. it was supposed to be this year yes now it's going to be in tampa so tampa gets both the super bowl and wrestlemania here well and that and that's the whole thing that's the whole thing with the tampa playing the home game it slipped my mind, and I read it somewhere, and I'm like, that's right. We had rains in Los Angeles three years ago that delayed construction of mm -hmm. SoFi Stadium. Otherwise, Super Bowl 55 was scheduled to be in L.A., and the Buccaneers wouldn't have been the first team to play in their home stadium. They would have been playing in L.A. against Kansas City. But because of that rainstorm three years ago, they switched with Tampa. They also switched the broadcast. So CBS gets the Super Bowl this year, and NBC next year will get the broadcast so they can package it up with their Winter Olympics coverage. So there's a lot of changes, but for the Buccaneers, they make history. And thanks to that rainstorm three years ago in Southern California, the Bucks become the first team to play in their own stadium. Do you think Anthony Lynn would have coached differently in the fourth quarter if the Super Bowl? <laughs> I like Anthony Lynn, and I have such a tough time taking shots at game management. I know, but I, ha I had to do it. Oh, man. But i tell uh, you what, we'll, start, we'll talk about coaches over the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah. I may not be really excited about Dan Campbell as the head man, but, man, they have built up a roster of assistant coaches and people to run the show around him. Yeah, Anthony Lynn, one of those guys, Deuce Daly, joining as well. So a lot of conversations that we'll have. Again, we'll have a couple of more episodes uh, of I Want Your Flex coming at you. Get Mike at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. A huge thanks to our executive producer, Lee DeLapp, who I think I probably left out of the last six podcasts and thanking Lee for all of his work. But uh, you can get Lee on Twitter at Lee DeLapp. And, of course, you can always tweet us at I Want Your Flex. Enjoy the weekend off. We'll be back next week and look even more ahead to the 2021 fantasy season and Super Bowl 55. Talk to you then.
Your Valentine's Day shouldn't start with a Hail Mary. We've got you covered on the big day when you order flowers and gifts from ProFlowers early this year. Head on over to ProFlowers.com to get 15% off our entire collection of blooms, gifts, and more for your cutie with promo code CRUSH15 until February 14th. The clock is running out, so don't wait until everyone's rushing the field for those last-minute gifts on February 14th. Be the MVP this Valentine's Day and go to ProFlowers.com to save 15% with code CRUSH15 at checkout. See website for more details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.